This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. Hello. And welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Woo! OG Cast today with me and Joe Jitsukawa talking about some bullshit. How's everybody's week? How's everybody been? How they do, mother people? You guys uh, shot the uh, pilot to Danger Boys. Yeah, man. Five days nonstop, 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. You guys, is this a film or is this um, a episodic? So this is a series. You got five dollars coming out of you, like oh, dude. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> you got money. <laughs> you got money just flying out of your body, like uh, it's fucking spit. <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah, it's um, we're just it's kind of a pilot. Okay, you know, um, what we plan to do is uh, shout outs to my buddy Kelly. She sold a few uh, projects to Netflix, mm-hmm. and she's gonna um, kind of shop it around and. We're gonna see what happens. Our first goal is to get it uh, someone funded, funded like like a big like Netflix or whoever to buy it, yeah, and then produce the 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 rest of the episodes. Yeah, um, that's that's strategy number one. You know, strategy number two is uh, we just finish it on our own and then yeah, we just hit the market with it. What type of a series is it? Like uh, it's short. Like well, it's it's like a twenty two minute. It's not like uh, long form TV. Okay. So it's like uh, Reno nine one one, like that that kind of format. Ah, uh, so yeah. it's like it's like a mockumentary kind of thing. Oh yeah, it's a mockumentary. Oh yeah. So the concept is so we follow the least dangerous gang of the San Gabriel Valley. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the, the the world's least dangerous game. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine like, you know, the guys that we grew up with, like in the 90s and in the early 2000s yeah, yeah, yeah. that are like hella thug, right? Yeah. So it's like, um, we know these guys, but then imagine if they never let go of that thug life. Oh, man. I actually know a couple of people like that. And then, and then um, you know, because that was their like. They were that was their heyday, you know. Yeah, and then so, uh, but they're like halfway thugs. Yeah. So they're, imagine like living today and trying to navigate with that mentality. Yeah. You know what the the funny thing is like I, I think I even now I know a couple people like that who can't who just live in that weird time capsule. Oh yeah. They don't they they still well I have one friend who it's because he went to the military when he was eighteen. Oh, so he just kind of time just stopped. And then he left to the military and he came back and then... Exactly. So whatever he was left with um, at that time, his his clothing, the way that he speaks, his his mannerism, what he wants to do is everything... Is everything is exactly the same since we were 18 years old. <laughs> so fun, funny enough, uh, Mariel got to meet this guy uh, when he came and visited from Sacramento because he, uh, I guess he got stationed back in California. And so he was like, yo, like I'm gonna be in LA, let's kick it. And then I had to give her a heads up. I was like, hey, when you meet this guy, just don't judge me based on what he does. But these are, these are the type of people I used to hang out with, <laughs> you know? So like the first thing he does when he comes up, 
uh, and we're in K-Town, by the way. And, you know, back in the day, like using the N-word was cool. Yeah. But he lives in a time capsule. Yeah. So he comes up, he goes, what's up, my nigga? I'm like, oh, dog. Like, let's just. Uh, wow. Let's just. I mean, like, he did come with, like, I guess, like, him and a couple of our other friends. And they're mm-hmm. black. So it's just like. But even then, the times are different. Yeah, you know? it is. But he's just screaming it at the top of his fucking oh, lungs. Oh, no. And I'm like, yo, dog, like, we don't we don't use that word anymore like that. Especially out in public, you yeah. know? And so for him, he just never really changed to the way, how he drinks, how he talks, the way he dresses. Yeah. That full dress like he just got out of prison. <laughs> like, like, like I'm talking about like the baggy like South Pole jeans and fucking <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. But it's weird though. Like when uh, there's definitely a few people who just kind of live in their past and they don't they don't move on. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. And it's this story is literally about that, you know, uh-huh. like kind of guys that like they just want to be hard. And it's like, really, what is it to be a man in 2019? Like this whole idea of masculinity, it's so, um, it's weird now, you know, like, uh, I I almost feel like there is no manuscript or it's not as easy as it used to be. Mm. Like before it's like, oh, if you're a badass or if you're like some hero or you're like some like tough guy, like, oh, you're manly, you know? Yeah. And, but now it's different. There's so many different ways to express being a man and shit. So, yeah, I think when I was younger too, there's a lot of things that I wish I would have done earlier. But I didn't because, <laughs> you know, all the boys would send up some pussy shit. Yeah, you're like, oh, I- I'm afraid everyone's going to call me gay. Yeah. So I didn't join choir for the longest time because what? of that. Yeah, which is so fucking dumb. Because that's what gets the ladies, bro. Exactly. So, like, I didn't join choir. I, I wanted to join theater in high school. But oh. then, you know, I didn't want to be put as, like, a theater geek or maybe even get bullied. There's just, like, these weird things that I thought where I look back now. If I if I was a stronger individual, I would have just done what I wanted and liked because I did that during my senior year of high school. Wow. And it was the best year that I had because I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm not going to be here anyways. Yeah. Joined choir, did whatever I did wanted. Did you even get picked on? Uh, I, mean, I mean, I never really got picked on in high school. But did they talk shit to you for joining oh, those things? Oh, for sure, dude. Really? But I think... Rough. The good thing. The good thing is, like around that time, like I used to jump around different groups. Yeah. So there was a certain group that you know was very supportive of it. Yeah. They're just you know, oh, you can sing, you can do all this other stuff, you can play music, and it was great. And those were the friends that I still have today. But you know, uh, some of the other homies thought it was pretty fucking gay. Yeah. And they would always crack jokes and made me feel weird about it and shit. Yeah. But you know, when I was eighteen, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna leave too. I'm going to I'm going to college, so yeah. I'm not gonna see these fuckers anyway. So I'll just bounce and move on. So I just did whatever I wanted. I was really happy. I was too lazy, man. <laughs> I saw I saw a school play and I was like, that's tight. And I wanted to join TV. I wanted to join all those things. And then the only thing I did join was the mechanic. Uh, we had a we had an auto shop at our school. Oh, we had that too at our high school. Yeah. So like it, but it was like a what was it like seventh period or whatever? Like after school is that sixth period? Yeah. You know how it's like yeah, after yeah. yeah you get that extra one. I took it then, but I was so damn tired. I would just sleep in class all day and learn <laughs> shit about cars. But um, yeah, people would be, they would tell me like, oh, you just got to sign up to this and then you could go and, and, and you could be a part of the theater group or like you could be a part of the golf club or whatever. And I'm like, all right. And I never got around to doing it. So I think my laziness fucked me up, dude. Yeah. And I also wanted to join home ec and I never did home ec. Oh, that seemed fun because everyone was like baking shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but then, you know, people would have some female shit or, you know, some, but, but it's a good way to meet girls, man. That's what I'm saying. I didn't really think about that. Shit. Oh, you know, but that 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 little sense of masculinity has changed so much now because now there's, there's like phrases like what toxic masculinity, yeah, which is like thrown around a lot now. Because I don't even know if people can say openly like, "Hey, man up." I think people get mad at that shit now. Really? If you say like, "Yo, man, the fuck up," like, oh, "What is that supposed to mean? What do you mean, man up?" I still say I don't care if people. I'm like, man, quit being a bitch. Like, because yeah. guys and girls can both be bitches. Yeah, you know, to me, it doesn't mean like you're a girl or anything like that. 
Yeah. It's like a coward is what it is. Yeah. It just sounds better. It does, dude. I don't, I don't, who says, who calls anyone coward? That's like a 1940s diss. You goddamn coward. You scallywag. Yeah. Like who says coward? Like I'd rather say bitch. It just feels better. Dude. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know, man. Oh, you know what I found out recently too? Fucking speaking of high school. Uh, so if anybody has done like Kendama before, you know, you <laughs> I know, remember Kendama you know, yeah. the, the, and you know how it evolved and got really crazy. Yeah. People started doing cr- all these crazy tricks with it. Well, there's this guy in my high school that was in my class named Dave Mateo. Dave Mateo was like a pioneer for the shit. He started incorporating dance moves and all this other shit. Uh-huh. And he was like one of the top Kendama people in the world. I found out uh, yesterday that he actually killed himself. He committed suicide. No fucking way. Fucking crazy, man. And the crazy thing is, and I think the, I think the saddest part about it is that, you know, there's not many people in Sacramento that gets known for doing some kind of crazy art. Yeah. You know, and he was one of the few that, that did. I Maybe mean, it was it. Kendama and, you know, it's very niche or niche, but it, it he was at the top of whatever you know he whatever he was uh, doing and i think when people see that they go oh well he, like he's so dope why would he fucking kill us i think he had a wife and a kid too which is damn. insane this is recently this was like a couple days ago oh my friend my other friend killed himself over the weekend too oh really yeah damn dude that's so fucking crazy yeah he hung himself <gasps> yeah damn he did the og way yeah, dude no one no one really i mean he still lived at home with his sister and his parents and he's my age he's in his 30s oh shit he's fucking young dude yeah and um I mean, um, Ant was posting about it. Ant's closer to him than I was. Yeah. And they were, I think they went to like junior high or whatever, but he, he was letting me know first thing in the morning too. Oh, and shit. we were cool. I, I, I just, I mean, but I wasn't that close the way he was. Yeah. Like, um, the, you know, they had this whole big group of friends. They were like 40 deep. They've been friends God since damn. like. Yeah, it's almost like their whole class were friends from like mm-hmm. junior high to high school and college. And and I remember when we went to Vegas, man, these guys, I, I felt like they were a party bus by themselves. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. they just rolled deep. And, and um, yeah, and in this party group, you know, they're 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 always awesome. The, and then this guy was like. You know, he, we will always play poker together, hang out. Really cool guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I would never expect him to do something like this. So it's just it's just kind of shocking that people, yeah. you never know what's going on in their minds. And then this kind of stuff happens. Yeah, because he was all, because Dave specifically, I mean, Dave was a crazy motherfucker, man. Like, I remember Dave Mateo, he used to, um, like, in class, this motherfucker would just start doing backflips. Wow. He, he was hyper-athletic, right? He, he was just a very... T- athletically talented dude he could dance the motherfucker could play the guitar like none other and he picked that up super late in high school even later than i did and he was way better than me mm-hmm. um tennis he was really great at tennis he could dance uh he, he was he was a part of uh, the sacramento uh b-boy group called underground flow and actually two of their friends from high school they actually uh they're the they dance in kinjas Oh, what? So Michael and Steven. There's a lot of dancers from San- Sacramento, huh? But dude, dance was huge in Sacramento, man. Like Dietrichs is out there, dude, right? Phil, uh, Phil Tyak from the Jabberwockies. Yeah. yeah. Um, Victor Kim. Uh, Germ Beats and John Street from the Stereotypes. Well, they're not dancers, oh. but they're, they're you know, producers. Our, our boy uh, Vince. Oh, Vince, <laughs> B-boy, B-boy Vince. Too. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like dance is such, dance and art is pretty big in Sacramento. Yeah. And so when I ever, whenever I hear somebody who from my hometown that has done something with it and made it into a career. It's very nice to hear, especially because a majority of people in Sacramento, they're actually state workers. Like, Oh yeah. Cause it's the state capital. Yeah, so like, I mean, I think, everyone's politics or farms, right? Dude, I think it's like, 
70% or it was like a ridiculous number work for the fucking state. So remember when um, we went into that huge recession and shit? Yeah. A shit ton of state workers got let off, uh, got um, got fired. Oh, what? Let I thought the off. government would be like the last place that runs out of money. Oh, because like California was bankrupt or some yeah. shit. So the state was bankrupt or something. And a whole bunch of state workers lost their jobs. And there was like these tent nations that were being put up in Damn. Sacramento so of these- just politicians and shit <laughs> homeless politicians <laughs> bunch of just like state workers too so Damn, you know whether sucks. you're working for like the water department yeah. electrical or whatever there was just a lot of employees that lost their jobs and so when I hear and because that's what a majority of people do not to knock on them but just you know just to see somebody go outside of that yeah. it's pretty cool and then Dave too Dave was just like that stu- super like Rasta dude uh-huh. just about love and peace I think he was a vegan too I think he had a wife and kid and you would have thought that he had a lot he's of the stuff. Kendama guy yeah, he's a Kendama guy. Damn. Yeah, and anybody who does Kendama, if I say Dave Mateo, they know who the fuck that is. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah, he's a pretty big deal in Damn. the Kendama world, which I didn't really know about because I don't I don't really look into Kendama like that. Is he white? Nah, he's Filipino. Oh, I was just thinking that because I, I, I remember seeing some shit recently about the number one like unnatural way of dying for white males right now mm-hmm. is suicide. Oh, really? Yeah, and... Um, and um, uh, addiction to painkillers. Damn. Like, so those are the two things that, like, middle-aged white males that are, um, I guess it's just an epidemic, man. I, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, too, especially because of, you know, this, this recent talk about suicide. Um, I wonder what it is that causes people to really get into that. Because I've never had those thoughts, so I, I yeah. don't really know. And I had a podcast recently with Kat. Uh, from Cat Sweets and Bakery, where she was talking about- Oh, was she here? Yeah, she was here. I interviewed her uh, because of uh, some of the stuff that she went through, which would be on the podcast. But her, like, I don't know what gets somebody to that point. And I'm starting to think, like, have people just throughout history uh, committed suicide a lot and it just wasn't recorded or people didn't openly talk about it? Or is this something that's been happening more recently? Yeah, that's interesting because I know in Japanese culture, suicide wasn't- um, I mean, it's bad, but it's not the way it is in America. Yeah. I think with the Judeo-Christian values, suicide mm-hmm. is almost like murder. Yeah. Because it's it's illegal. It's sin, right? So if you if you, if you you kill yourself, you're basically committing murder. Yeah. Um, but it's not the same in Japanese culture. Yeah. So it was actually an honorable way to go if you made a mistake. And it's like, well, how sorry are you? And it's like, mm. I'm really sorry. This is how sorry I am. It's like the I'm sorry Olympics. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's like, it's like sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> dude. People like let's say like if you if you had a son, you're a general, right? Yeah. And your son's a captain or whatever, and then he went out and he lost a battle. He would literally just fucking do seppuku. He would kill his. He would he would go in oh, front shit. of the whole army. Fucking say my bad, dad, and then he would fucking spill his guts. Literally, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. So there's a lot of incidences like that and nowadays I, that's why it's like the seppuku culture right where it's yeah. like you hear these stories and right now japan and korea is i think competing versus like <laughs> on, on who's got the highest suicide rate yeah but that's why it's so common in japan yeah. where it's like oh fuck i fucked up this test oh well let's hit that reset button yeah and then they'll hit that reset button and they believe in reincarnation so they'll just come back anyway mm. so uh but it's not honorable you know like the now like if you if you commit suicide or whatever, like the whole family will be upset and sad and all that. But they also ex- but they also is like it's more like, hey, I'm a burden. I'm sorry for 
causing so much shit mm-hmm. like let me do my restart button yeah so in that sense i think it might be a cultural way but i don't think it's a naturally human thing to do it yeah was your was your buddy just seemingly okay on the outside like everything seemed pretty cool? i haven't seen him in ages I, I mean recently i've seen him like at a wedding just once in passing because uh somebody one of my one of our buddies got married so i, I mean i said hi to everybody mm-hmm. but i didn't have enough time to really like be there and talk to him mm-hmm. um again i wasn't that close so it's always been this like let's kick it let's party relationship yeah and i do know some people i guess like now um in retrospect like Ant and and some people were telling me that what ended up happening was he uh was very depressed and then when they would hang out and drink together like he would get kind of um a bit aggressive or uncontrollable with his with his alcohol yeah. and it wasn't always like that he used to be a happy drunk and i guess people stopped inviting him because he couldn't control his liquor yeah it's getting a little crazy with it and then he started thinking that people were talking shit about him mm. and it's like no one's talking shit about you bro they just don't like the way that you can't handle your liquor and you get aggressive yeah so they are in that sense talking shit, but like no one's literally saying like you're a fucking loser or anything like that. Yeah. But I think he's projecting his own insecurity, you know? And then so um I guess he stopped going out, he stopped going to events, he stopped hanging out um with that group. He's just stayed home all day. And um so people started visiting him and then and then they're making sure he's all right and they're like, Oh, why don't you come to this baby shower? Why don't you come mm-hmm. to this or whatever? And I guess this is my take on everything. We are getting older. We're and we're at an age now where it's like, hey, we're starting to get into our careers. We're starting to make more money. Uh, you start to see the fruits of our labors from our twenties, right? So you start seeing all the guys in their thirties with homes and maybe a, a, a marriage with a kid, or you start to see all these things. So I think for him, he hasn't really checked off those bucket list things. So seeing all your friends do all this stuff maybe make some made them feel low in life that shit really fucks people up though that that age and that timeline thing oh a hundred percent because i got asked recently that and it's funny that you mentioned that i got asked recently um from this buddy of mine he was an actor in gook and he when when i went to go uh when i was in new york for send foods i i got i grabbed the drink with him and he asked me um just throughout within the conversation he asked me um, what what did turning thirty feel like, right? Because he's he's a couple of years younger than me. He goes, oh yeah, so you know, just give me a heads up about what it feels like to be thirty because I'm about to hit that mark. <laughs> like it's a big pivotal moment. Yeah, and so for me, I couldn't really grasp what that meant. And yeah, I, and I I guess for most people, it's kind of like how people celebrate. Um, holidays when they work a nine to five. Oh yeah for us it's just whatever right because we're yeah. just working whether it's a holiday or not it doesn't really make a damn difference yeah and i think when people look at certain age marks they they feel like they have to hit certain milestones and for me i've never really felt that and uh, I, that's a lie i did when i was younger and then when i started you know just basing my goals on when i wanted to finish things i just felt a lot of pressure was relieved yeah because it just it's kind of it's kind of dumb where they say Oh, you have to have, why don't you have a house right now when you're at this age? Why aren't you married at this age? And how yeah. come you have to live by those timelines? Like, I, I, yeah. I don't understand that. It's a, it's a societal, like, unspoken rule, kind of. Yeah. You know, like, I, I also think that people always are comparing themselves to others mm. to know where they're at at life. And I'm like you, too. Like, I, I'm not, 
I don't give a fuck about what other people are doing, but yeah. I realize that it's very important to a lot of people because that's how they check if they're fucking up or not. Mm. You know, like if they go, oh shit, you know what? Like all my friends are getting married. It's like, oh, am I fucking around too much? Maybe I should settle down. Yeah. And, or like, you know, they're like, oh, everyone's buying houses. Um, shit, is that the responsible thing to do? Maybe I should get one too. And if they don't get one, maybe they feel irresponsible. Yeah. So that's what I realized about that kind of mentality it's like people are always trying to gauge their worth their value their where they're at in this world are they a loser are they a winner like um there's a lot of that going on yeah, yeah. i think the better thing for people to do is not to really do that but just to always check on how happy you are right yeah because I think there's a lot of people who have done that where they felt like they should be at a certain point in their life, for example, have a house, have a wife, have a kids, but they jumped into it way early yeah. and they're in this place that they don't want to be. They didn't want kids. They didn't want to settle down early. And then they start to feel regret yeah. because they were forced into this this description of what they should be at a certain age and they didn't get to live life the way that they wanted. Because yeah. prior to me really figuring out who I am and figuring out what, what, what made me happy... All I could think about was getting married, having kids, and having that white picket fence in a house. Because you thought that was happiness. I really, yeah. I really truly did. And, and I think that's where everyone's at is like they think, oh, if I got those things, I'd be happy. Yeah. And not to say there aren't people out there who got who will get that and be happy. Like um, uh, one of my friends, her, her husband now, yeah. his definition of happiness is to have a bunch of kids settle down play with these kids and live in a house with his wife for the rest of his life. Right. And that's his definition, but that's just his definition. Yeah. So you're, you're all about, you're, you're basically saying just align yourself with who you are and live that life. Yeah. Don't let other people tell you like what it should be. Even with having kids. Yeah. If you don't want to have a kid, don't fucking have a kid. Yeah. You don't that's true. have to have a fucking kid. They're like, well, I want my legacy and my seat to live on. Says who, bitch? Are you ready for the what's coming? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like this That's is true. It's it's just a weird concept for me. Yeah, because you know how I'm recently single, right? And I'm yeah. 35. And then like um I I do read shit like from people that are like, oh man, it must be so it must be so sad to be like that age and then like you're alone. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's one of the best feelings in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were tied down in a relationship for fucking five years. Yeah. And, you know, it, the, the, the latter half of it was you trying to figure out if this is going to work for you or not. And now you finally have that time and space to go back and work on yourself. Exactly. That's a fucking blessing. And a lot of people don't see it like they that. They don't. And, yeah. But I do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's because they, you know, people think that being alone is loneliness. Yeah. And it's not. There's a difference between being single and alone mm -hmm. and being a lonely person. I could be in a relationship and still feel lonely, which I did yeah. for the last year. But um, you can still feel like you could be alone. And you can still be full of love and like warmth with with people and family and all that stuff. Yeah. And and I was like, oh, is that because people are so dependent on the need for someone to love them that that's why they they they, they look at my situation and go, oh, that's sad. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I mean, it just goes back to like, you know, you got to find what makes you happy. Right. Mm -hmm. And then for me, um. I kind of like 
go wherever the wind blows. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have a set thing like, oh, like I always talk about how like, oh, if I have a farm and all this stuff, it's gonna, it's, 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 it's awesome. But it's a goal and I, goals never make me happy. Mm. Like what makes me happy is my state of mind wherever I'm at. Mm. So wherever we go, if the thing that I expected didn't happen, it's like, oh, well. Yeah. I don't care. Like, I'm still fucking chilling. Yeah. A huge part of what I enjoy about life is the journey and the process. Yeah. You know? Um, and, like, I'm, you know, Mariel makes me happy. You know, but I'm not going to lie. There are times where I'm just like, damn, I just want to <laughs> cut this fucking line and be free. And I'll be real, too. Even Mar <laughs> even Mariel feels like that sometimes. Yeah. Because Mariel was a very independent girl. Yeah. And you're both very independent people. Yeah. And yeah. so this stage of us being with each other all the time is is new for both of us yeah and you're working it out yeah and it's normal to have friction it fucking causes us to clash all the time and we have to figure this out because i mean just as an example um because we want to move out of our current place yeah right and then there was a, a an argument that we had that kind of broke out because i i think it just starts to we just start to think about all the negative things that could happen when we move in together into another place again. Oh. It's like, oh, how are we going to decorate this place? She wants it a certain way. I want it a certain yeah. way. And no matter what, if if it goes this way or that way, one of a, one of us is going to be unhappy. Yeah. Simply because we're so hyper independent and we want things our own way. It just we we tend to clash a lot. Yeah. And it's because she's always done things how she wanted and because she lived by herself. And yeah. same thing for me. Even when I had the, when I lived with roommates, I still got my way. And the reason why is because I paid the most rent. Uh, I paid the rent. I paid the utilities. I paid everything. Yeah. So, and I bought the furniture. So <laughs> it was going to be my way. I just paid more money for it. Yeah. Um, in this case, it doesn't work. Whether I pay for it or not, she's still going to have a fucking say yeah. is what I found out. The women's going to win no matter what, dude. I'm fucking You know how they shit. win? They just complain to the point where you can't take it anymore <laughs> i fucking i don't fucking care yeah and then you just don't care anymore <laughs> yeah it's hard man that's like, how they win <laughs> dude when i when i sometimes i see you man i'm like look at this fucking free ass you're like a bundle of feathers in the wind dude you just toss that bitch somewhere and just fucking floats and scatters where it goes and i'm like that that used to be me i used to just do whatever the fuck i wanted and i said that shit around mariel and she yeah. goes well you could you could always leave me if you want <laughs> but there's going to be a shift like if you when you guys do figure this out and then, you know, you can coexist, there's going to be a shift where like if I am single in, in the next 20 years, right? Like you're good. You guys are going to obviously have kids. You guys are going to have like more to look forward to. And when all those things are kind of like said and done then I'm going to be the lonely bastard that's like, <laughs> I don't have anything to do or people to be with on Thanksgiving or whatever, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's just a balance. There's got to be that that in between. Or if I'm happy with being alone, like my brother, he knows exactly what he wants. He's like, I don't fucking like people. I already have enough friends. I'm cool and I'm done. Yeah. There's a lot of people like that. But yeah. I think what when people do get unhappy is when you're trying to meet an expectation that doesn't really exist, make other people happy, you're afraid of other people talking shit or whatever. Mm. I think that's what drives people into this like crazy, you know, place in their head. Yeah. That's true though. When that shift happens, you know, I, it's my mom kind of put it like this cuz you know, I I kind of just I you know, I talk to her a lot. Yeah. And I I asked her how would you feel if I said that I didn't want any kids at all? Yeah. You know, I, I just don't want kids. And, you know, of course she was kind of, she kind of felt a little weird about it. But she's then like, you're I, testing me, David. <laughs> yeah. She's like, son of a bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I want a grandchildren. You kiss a kid. <laughs> um, 
but she what she said is that she goes you know the reason why i think people want to have kids or why you should have kids is because you're thinking about yourself right now and how happy you are without the stress of having children is because right now you can find purpose in everything that you do right so whether you're doing a new business venture you're working on new projects that's where your purpose lies she goes you'll be surprised at towards the end of your life when you have said and done majority of the things that you want you you're going to wonder where should you place your attention like where does your hopes mm-hmm. and dreams go to and if you don't have kids a lot of people feel like your hopes and dreams dies with everything that you've done mm. but that's what your kids have and so you as an old person she goes for me i i don't live for myself anymore. you know she goes i'm healthy and i'm happy now because i i've seen what i've done with you and i'm living out the rest of my days to see what happens with you mm. and that's what makes me excited she goes there, there's a point too where you feel lonely she goes what if what if you, you you go up and then your dad dies i still have you yeah i still have your brother yeah you know there's always a community to come and help you out and uh, she goes that's why i think it's important to have kids that's it also true. helps you grow and learn new things and it's it's just a, it's another chapter in your life like don't don't picture it as your life ending but yeah. it's just a new chapter opening yeah you know it's just a new story that begins yeah, I've heard that from a lot of people where mm. it's like, oh, one of the best joys in life is just kids. Mm. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Thank God I'm a man, dude. <laughs> I could be 50 years old and I could bust fucking, nuts. Yeah, and I can have a kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I won't be able to see them grow as yeah. old as maybe if uh, I started now. Yeah. But yeah, I think, um, I don't know. I mean, I think right now it's not, it's just not even a goal of mine to have a kid. Yeah, I, having a kid. I'm not gonna lie, like I I do want a kid, but having a kid scares me, man. It scares the living fucking shit out of me. When we were in Hawaii, we saw all of our friends with kids, and it was like holy mother crap time, dog. Like just watching Bart, Geo, and and Christina, and how beat up they fucking look, just trying <laughs> to take. I mean, they were having fun too, but just to have a kid, wash him off every time he's at the beach, make sure that he's not running around touching shit. And you just see how exhausted and tired that they are. I'm yeah. like, that's not me. If I go on vacation, fuck those kids. They're staying back at home with grandma <laughs> and grandpa. You're not coming. It's a vacation. I'm coming back looking like I slept. Yeah. Because even for us too, like, I mean, it was a short trip and I, you know, I love having Bart, you and all them around, yeah. but it definitely wasn't the vacation it was supposed to be because there were kids there. Yeah. And so we have to make adjustments for that as well. And we don't have kids. So I can only imagine what it's like for them. When 24 they, seven. They can't leave it. Seven. Yeah. It's not like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> a dog could fucking take care of himself you just put some food and they're good to go yeah, and i'm like all right i'll let you go pee yeah like i i think until like the kids may be like eight or nine years old yeah then i might take them traveling because before then i ain't trying to deal with that shit it's pretty rough yeah man like just <laughs> unless that's all you're doing i think it's because of our lifestyle like we you know work is all around us 24 7 mm. you know we don't separate all this stuff it's all kind of gray area. I, I I don't know if I could give up my lifestyle right now. Yeah. If, even though it's stressful and it's a lot of work. And you travel a lot too. Oh, so yeah. You're getting sure. that out of your system. The moment I have a kid, this traveling's cutting out. Yeah. I, I can't leave Meryl with the kid alone. She'll fucking die. Yeah. You know, she'll suffer from that shit. So you got to get it out of your system before you do it. I got two years, man, where I just got to go to Thailand and get my dick sucked or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I'm going to be doing now is just traveling a <laughs> your lot. dick sucked in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I always hear the best things about, well, I don't know how people feel about this, but prostitution is pretty high in a lot of these other countries. And everybody tells me, really, you, you know, that scene in uh, Rush Hour, I heard that shit's like for real. Like oh, legit. when the girls come out and then the you girl, pick them and you pick them out. I heard that shit's legit. It dude. is legit. I've done that here in America. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> you know, what do you mean, China, dog? You do it. It hit bad eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it I heard real. it's it's some fucking yeah. crazy shit. When I when I saw I that. This podcast is brought to you by Purple, baby. If you haven't heard of Purple, then I feel bad for you, son, because you got 99 back problems. And yes, a back problem is one. <laughs> so I've been using a Purple mattress for quite a while now. And I got to tell you, uh, before this Purple mattress, my friends, I was dealing with a lot of back pain. And on top of back pain, I was dealing with sleeping super hot. The material that a Purple mattress is made out of is developed by rocket scientists. That's how future it is, son. Uh, probably the best sleeps I've ever had in my life because of this purple mattress, because it's firm and soft at the same time. And I don't know if you guys realize this, but how you sleep and the comfort in your sleep matters a lot because you actually spend a good chunk of your life sleeping. If you don't realize that for some people it's an average of five to six and some people it's like seven to nine, that's a fat chunk out of your 24 hour day. So if you are going to spend that time sleeping, make sure that you do it right because a good night's sleep is super important and purple literally and figuratively has your back. So you're going to love purple. And right now my listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text BRAIN to 84-888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text BRAIN to 84-888. That's B-R-A-I-N to 84888. And I mean, I've... I've done it with the ladies of the nights, but then um, it's not the same. Well, okay, so maybe what gets me off is different from other other people. I like it when there's a there's a game to it. I like to win, and mm-hmm. I like it when the girl likes me. So yeah. then I'll, I realize that I will uh, I like sometimes I'll have better sex with a less attractive girl that likes you more. Yes, than a girl that's. Just like, fuck it, let's just one night stand. But she's not, like, she's super hot, but maybe, like, she's not that into me. But then that energy isn't there. So when I was younger, I just fuck everything and anything. And then I started to realize, like, there was a difference to it all. Huh. There's, like, different levels. and, And, I mean... That's probably what girls experience from the beginning. That's why they're, like, they want an emotional connection or some shit, you know? Because it's just, it's just a better experience overall. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I, like I just just having those situations. I wonder if I was if I was still single and I went to fucking like Singapore, Malaysia. I'm like, I'm I'm gonna go to one of these brothels just because I want to know what's up. The, it's it's pretty crazy though. Like just just to have them walk out and you're just like, oh my god, like I could choose any and I don't have to like court them. I don't have to like hope that they like me and and ask them out on a date. Like it's just. Bam, bam, and then I'm I'm feeling like wait, like can we talk or some shit? Like can we just like get to know each other just like two minutes? Like fuck, because they're hella quick. Because they're like bam, bam, bam. I need to get this money, yeah. you know. Because it's the the more the quicker you come and the quicker that they do this shit, you can do another round. Yeah, yeah. But it's so transactional, man. Like I feel, um, it's weird. It's just it's not. Yeah. Do it, they have the equivalent for uh for women? Like guys will jack off a girl. I don't know. It doesn't seem like something like a woman would do. Yeah, I don't think so. And I mean, it's better. It better be like top notch or some shit. I mean, I read this uh, Cosmo article. <laughs> I was reading a Cosmopolitan article. I think it was Cosmo, but it was it was a magazine that was generally geared towards women. And I could it could have been a maxim. I don't fucking know. But it was an article about a girl 
about a reporter, not just a girl, a reporter, and she was trying to get a jack off massage for her. <laughs> for herself. Yeah. And so from she, a guy. So she was writing about the experience about how difficult it is to get to find a place that does jack off massages for women. Oh my God. And so she was kind of writing down what the signals are for what you have to look for at a place to yeah. know if that they'll if that if they'll do it or not. Guys would be like, I don't even know if you want it this way. <laughs> and so she she I forgot what it was. There was like one signal where if they come up and they brush your thigh or your leg, yeah. that's a sign that they'll do it for you. Oh. But she got denied at three or four places before she finally found a place that would do it for her. She's like at massage envy and shit. And they're like, this is a reputable <laughs> fucking organization if i was a guy massage like therapist i'd be kind of oh is this a trap yeah yeah because yeah. it's just so weird no women really ask for that shit right yeah. so i'm like wait and i don't have to pay you and i can play with your pussy like what? Yeah, yeah 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 you got to go to those spots that just is massage and there's just a neon a foot. oh my god <laughs> it's like a neon foot where it's like a foot massage i heard that the tip was um if if a place has uh closed doors yeah that's a sign that they that they'll do it really that's like the first sign that they'll do it is if you go into like a like a seedy looking place and they have closed doors you can't if there's only curtains then no wow so uh that's like one of the signs that you that you'll get like a jack off massage or some shit like that that's crazy we know someone who likes to frequent those I know. very frequently <laughs> very very much there's some fucking funny ass stories about those things too and you'd be surprised how many jack off places are in california there's a lot. A shit ton. I actually don't know why it's illegal. I don't know either. Because it's not penetration or anything. They should legalize it, though, because then uh, it'll be cleaner. Yeah, at least the, I think I wouldn't be creeped out if it was the hand job part. Not yeah. for me, per se, but if, if there was an establishment that said foot, neck, back, dick, <laughs> you know, I don't think that's any different. Like I In Japan, it's all legal except penetration. That's why they have the uh, the soap lands. That where the girl just fucking covers herself in soap and then she slides up and down your what? body with hers. Yeah. Is that supposed to feel good? I guess. It's it's pretty slippery. I never been. Yeah. But then um yeah, I mean like we were out there and then they would have like a bar and it and the bar would say blowjob and we're like, What? And I looked it up. And it's like you could literally drink beer while you get your dick sucked or like there's all these other things. And I'm like, this is crazy. I forgot, you know, because we go through that little rabbit hole and shit. Yeah. Uh, it was the same time that I was reading that that Cos Cosmo article. Um, but I was reading something about those blowjob bars. I heard uh, foreigners aren't allowed in there. Oh. Like foreigners, majority of those blowjob bars, like foreigners... They'll deny a lot of foreigners. Yeah. But if you are like a Japanese person or Japanese citizen, it's Man. okay. But they're just sitting at the bar stool and there's like this curtain over and you sit down. And you're talking you, with your friends and you're drinking beer. And then you're getting your dick sucked as you're drinking a fucking beer. Wow. Which I would think is weird because you would get whiskey dick. Yeah. But yeah, um, I forgot what I what the fuck I was reading. I don't know how I got to this thing, but there was an interview with one of those sex workers. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And just it's kind crazy. of like the process behind it too. But Japan's fucking insane. With it is. Shit. Korea has a whole row of this this area in Korea. Yeah. I don't know where it's at. But and it's legal? It's legal prostitution. Wow. From what, I, from what I remember. But there's just a lot of these like love hotels as they call them. Yeah. And like businessmen just go and go in there to get their dick sucked and fuck. Yeah. I mean, I might try it like if I'm traveling and if it's there. 
Like if it's legal in that country, yeah. Because I don't want to. Um, the thing I'm scared about is like the Sex whole. Trafficking. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's hella sad. Like that shit could turn sad easily. Yeah. But then um, when you see like in Amsterdam or like when women are more like yeah fuck yeah confident about it, like I think that's a turn on to me too. Like when you go to the strip club at Vegas or whatever, like they're more like I'm doing this. Like this is my shit. That's Dude, very different. Yeah, because in Amsterdam, it's it's like taxed and everything. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an actual business. Yeah, and I think at that point, I wouldn't be like, I don't want that thought in the back of my head. This like, person's a slave. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> they could just go soft. Yeah, and then, but if if I, if it's like, nah, like this is their profession, they fucking signed up for it, and they're like owning it. They and get benefits, their taxes. <laughs> then I feel like, cool, like they signed up for this, you know? It's very different. Oh, I know for a fact, whenever I go to Asia and I'm in an area and I see a bunch of fucking fat white dudes, I know what you're there for. You're trying to get your dick sucked by a little teenager, you little sick fuck. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too. So, like, I like Asian-American girls. Like, uh, I don't really find Asian girls in Asia that, like, attractive. Yeah, the, the standard is different. Remember that whole Simu Lu article about what they found? Yeah. Like, they don't find, like, Simu attractive. But yeah. if you ask an Asian-American girl, a lot of girls think he's really hot. Yeah. So it's a different taste. Because, yeah, I think, like, the girls out there, um, they look really cute, you know? like Little, but little they, children. Yeah. I, I feel like they're too cute to where it's like, There's I got no molester vibe. Yeah. There's no sex appeal. But then the girls here... Um, their sex appeal, they're sexy or they're not just cute, but there's like other parts of it. They look like more like women to me. I think it's also because of the type of women that we grew up around. They're a lot more curvaceous. And yeah, that's that's the women that I think typically that we find physically really attractive. That's true. Because so then like- even if there was like hot girls um, that are like. I guess like ladies of the night or whatever in Asia, I don't think I'd go for it. Yeah. And there's like a bunch of Asian like beauty bloggers. And I've had a conversation with a couple of my girlfriends where they're like, oh, you know, this Asian beauty blogger and, and whatever. And they go, oh, she's so like hot, like as a girl judging another girl. Yeah. And I look at them and I'm like, that is not hot. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean hot? And they're like, no, she's super pretty. I was like, yeah, maybe for like a fucking 12 year old, <laughs> you know, because you know, they're they're makeup gurus right so what they're based on is like their face is really pretty yeah but you know and and this is not a knock on them this is just a preference i mean obviously they guys fawn over them but for my taste and preference no like oh yeah it just depends on the guy yeah a lot of the asian i think a lot of asian female bloggers for for depending uh, in comparison to a lot of the women that i grew up around they're just a little too thin for what i like you know physically speaking yeah right so what i find i i find you know thicker more curvaceous women more attractive and then the guys that probably see the girls that we're attracted to would be like oh they're fat yeah yeah so it's all preference it's it's like taste and preference yeah because sometimes like when i like i'm not you know i'm not gonna name names but you know there was like one asian beauty blogger that everybody loves and like yo she's so hot i'm like in what way bro (laughs) like her (laughs) thighs and her calves are the same size but some some people fuck with that dude yeah especially in asia yeah they love that fucking thin thin man yeah i'm like bro like i need some titties man (laughs) i mean like some you know like um but speed bumps at least they, they like that famine body dude. they want that rib dude i'm like bro what the fuck dog i know exactly you what you're talking about what, what are you doing yeah and it oh man there's nothing to grab like what are you grabbing yeah and it's sad because I, I i don't know if the girls are like if they just naturally don't 
eat that much out there or mm. like or they're they're forced to believe that they gotta stay this way to be pretty and all that shit and i'm like girl you man somebody give you a dumpling or something god damn yeah they just don't look um physically capable yeah right it's that foot binding shit man yeah. <laughs> It's, Looking, a, it's the same same thing for like I need a girl that could fucking put, pull a rickshaw and shit dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah dude that bitch got a boulder on her I back she, just fucking, she got the fucking long stick with the two fucking baskets of rice I know <laughs> give me one of those peasant girls man can't fuck with no fucking royalty. They're too skinny I think the girls that, that we that I think physically I, I, I find attractive I think a lot of People find them maybe too fat. Maybe. They're like, yo, they're yeah. too fat. I'm like, what fucking world is that too fat? Like, like for example, Mariel, she used to not like her legs and her calves. Why? Uh, I think she thought they were too fat because she kind of, she grew fat. up with a lot of like Korean people, but oh. they're muscular. They're nice and toned. She looks athletic. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I like. And yeah. so it's so funny. That's what I like. Even when I was like 270 pounds, I was like, I like athletic women. <laughs> But she, yeah, and when when she was younger, she didn't like those things because she wanted the thigh gap. She Aww. wanted the thin legs because the girls around her, um, and I think she grew up in, what, Diamond Bar, Chino yeah. Hills area or yeah. something. And I think a lot of guys found those thick, skinny girls really cute. No wonder girls are so fucked about how they should look. Cause yeah, like, yeah. They, they don't, it's like, it's like they have their own standard, like within girls. You know mm-hmm. how, like, they have a whole different set of what they think is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then you have guys with so many different preferences, right? So then, like, they might go like, oh, I'm crushing on this guy. But then his preference might be, like, you know, something like long-ass legs. Yeah, or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, like, he might like girls that are, like, way more thicker or whatever. You know what, man? Just fucking do you. <laughs> That's man. what I'm saying. Just do you. You'll find somebody that'll find, like, the worst qualities about you attractive. Yep. And my, my best example is this. When, when I take photos of people, it's funny how people are so, so selective about the way that they look, right? Because I like taking pictures of people when they're not posing and when they're not looking, specifically because it just kind of shows a side to them that other people can't see. The candid ones. The very candid yeah. ones, right? Just kind of them in their element. And a lot of people hate those photos that I take of them. Why? I think because- I like the photos you take. <laughs> they want, because they, they want to pose. They want to pose and they want to show a side that no, they- No, I want you to show my double chin. <laughs> They want people to see a side that they personally feel is attractive, oh. but you don't know the beauty that somebody else sees in you, right? Because, That's true. Because they're so critical. Because yeah. we're so critical of ourselves. They yeah. go because a lot of the times, like I'll post a picture, right, and they'll be okay with it. And they go, ah, oh, that that wasn't my favorite picture. Oh, they wouldn't say, take it down, David. Oh, it no. shows my fucking blemishes. No, but they're okay with it after they read the comments, and they're oh. like, yo, this is a beautiful picture, but they just don't see it. You know, so how you perceive yourself and how the rest of the world perceives you might be different because you're not going to love all the qualities that everybody else loves about you because you just you just don't. You're so critical of yourself. Yeah. And you're right, especially for a girl. There's certain standards that you have to have because nobody if I use this as an example in terms of comedy, when a guy does like a really dumb and goofy face, I think. It's just it gets more interaction, a lot more likes because of how hilarious it is. But if a girl does it, sometimes 
it, it won't get as much interaction as a fine girl with, with like with like a fat ass mm-hmm. or a fine ass body and she's half naked. Yeah. Even though the comedy's the same as the guy, the guy will get more likes and there's more interaction with that because that's what they expect out of them. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the times with girls, especially on a visual platform, yeah. they're only expecting them to look pretty and not really have a brain. Yeah. And that's not what they're really looking for when they follow them either. So I think that's just my example of how hard it is sometimes to be a girl. Because no matter how, not no matter, but sometimes when you want people to recognize you for other things, um, it just it kind of gets outshined just by yeah. how you physically look. I think it depends on how it starts. Yeah, yeah. Like if they started being a bikini model, and all of a sudden they they want to put on clothes oh, yeah. and start talking about <laughs> politics and shit, yeah. it's like, girl, I just jack off to you, man. Yeah, <laughs> you you we got off on the wrong foot. Yeah. You can't be making me horny and then make me want to vote afterwards. Like <laughs> It's the other way around, too. Like, I'm not making anybody horny. Yeah. It'd be the weirdest thing if I did. Right? <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. So if we started off, yeah, I think it's just attractive people in general. Because, like, if guys are out there being attractive and that's all they did, and all of a sudden they want to do something else, like stand-up comedy, yeah. that fool's going to get fucking roasted. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. He's not going to be accepted with open arms. Yeah. So it's like, man, stick to modeling, fool. Like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. It's perception of what you started with. Yeah. And it's what, yeah, that's the hard part. Because if you, if you kind of put yourself out as something um, that got you really popular and then you do that shift, people haven't really subscribed to that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same problem. Like, I came here to jack off, <laughs> not to listen to your thoughts. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, that's actually, well, fuck. I always do this. We had we had a topic and a question to get into. Oh, we'll let's get, do that on the next video. Yeah, we'll do it on the next podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you guys, you guys can catch us. <laughs> you guys can catch us on. Um, all the audio platforms, we're talking about uh, Spotify and iTunes. If you see us on iTunes, make sure you give us that five star. And remember, this podcast is a podcast about anything and everything. And we're just here to be with you on your everyday commute when you work or if you just want somebody to talk your fucking ear off. Uh, yeah, Joe. Okay, thank you. Yeah. You guys, you want to. <laughs> oh, and watch out for fucking Danger Boys, baby. Danger Boys, we're going to try to do a tour, and the only way you can see it is live. Oh, shit. That's the only way. And then you guys are going to screen it. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. That's going to be fucking fun, man. Hell yeah. Cool. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.